So check this out. I'm in Mark chapter 6. And it's talking about the 12 get sent out. And um, it's right after Jesus got no honor in Nazareth in his own town. But anyways, I don't want to get off topic. I want to go to verse number 8 in chapter 6. And it says that Jesus commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only. No script, no bread, no money in their purse, but be but be shod with sandals and not put on two coats. So here's Jesus sending them out, and he's telling them to take no provisions. This is easily missed. If you don't slow down, you can miss that. He's telling them, even though you can take money even though you can take provisions to make it a more comfortable trip I'm asking you to trust God instead he's asking them to trust God instead of make provisions for the flesh for the journey obvious provisions stuff that anyone would take in their right mind why wouldn't you make provisions for the trip but here Jesus is saying even though you can I'm not saying you don't have the ability to I'm telling you despite having the ability to I'm telling you not to. Despite having the ability to do so, I'm telling you not to do it. I'm telling you just to trust in me. And this is perfect because here Jesus is saying, exercise your faith, practice your faith. Practicing our faith isn't always what we can or can't or have to or must do. It's about doing the things that lend to trusting God more. That lend to a relationship that leans more on God today than it did yesterday. And I think it's so fitting that he's clearly telling them to do what they don't have to do. They don't have to not take... They're not starving to where they can't. They don't not have the resources to take provisions. He's saying, even though you have the resources to not do it. I just think that's so cool. Guys, we have to practice our faith to get stronger at it. We have to practice our faith so that we can believe the words of the Bible is what I'm coming to find out. Like, the stronger my faith gets, I find out it's only for the one purpose of actually believing the words. Actually believing we're to do greater things than even Jesus through the Holy Spirit that empowers us With power and with love. The two things we get invested in. We become excellent lovers of our neighbors and our God. And as a consequence of that ourselves as well. But we get empowered to do the things of the Holy Spirit. And the things of the Holy Spirit and Jesus are going to be the same as us. He's not lying when he says we're to do greater things. He's not lying... When he gave us the gospel, and it wasn't just for a few, or else what purpose are we reading it? If it's not meant or valid for us. We have to practice our faith. We have to lay hands on people that are sick. We have to pray for the hungry. We have to trust the solution is on the way. We have to believe he's not lying. 
We have to believe he never has and he's not going to start today. But we have to practice this. We have to practice powerful Daniel-sized prayers. Woo! <laughs> we have to practice shouting for Jesus. <laughs> we have to practice loving our neighbors better. We have to practice caring more. We have to practice being there for our kids in a better way, in a more fulfilled way, in a more Christian way. We have to practice trusting God with our finances. We have to practice these things or else we're going to end up where we were yesterday. No better, no more learned, no more prepared. Not the preparations we can make, but the ones that are beneficial for our spirit. That's what Jesus is getting at. He's saying, if you do it my way, you'll grow. Not the way men grow, not the way men seek to grow, but the way the spirit groans and moans to grow. The way the spirit wants to grow. It's different than man's growth. It's different than natural growth. And it's more satisfying. It's different and it's far more satisfying. But it's a, it's a practice. It's a lesson after lesson. It's getting to know Jesus more and trusting him more. With everything. We've got to believe that the only truth is in the word. And if the only truth is in the word, then almost everything we've ever been taught is a lie. sounds radical but it's just Christ it's just what it says in here I mean to follow this word you're not going to be seen as wise by the world right the wisdom of the world is foolishness to the God I mean to God and and the wisdom of a Christian is foolishness to the world but to be friends with the world is to make enmity with God so we have to choose we have to choose are we going to be fools for God or friends of this world with clever buddies that get clever appraise for their clever things that they do with their worldly status or are we going to be fools for God you got to be willing to look like a fool for God to get his fullest benefit you have to be willing to look like a fool for God I know in my own walk, I went through a period where God was constantly asking me, Joe, are you willing to look like a fool for me? But here I am, and I can tell you almost 20 stories of laying hands on people and watching God do a miracle instantaneously, right in front of my face. Right in front of their face. Right for their lives. Exactly what we were praying for. And there it is. You say amen, and God does it. And he moves a mountain. And then faith is increased all the way around. But it doesn't happen to those who aren't expecting it. It doesn't happen to those who aren't practicing it. How was I practicing it? I was praying for everybody. I was praying for every single person I could think of to pray to. I mean, to pray for. I apologize. We only pray to one. That is God. But to pray for. Everyone I could think of to pray for, I was praying for them. And I was doing it there. I would go to them. I wouldn't just do it in my, in my room behind closed doors there's nothing wrong with that but there's something more when you go to be with them it's received more on their behalf and the power of God is there when there's two or more present we know this 
We know that we fulfill those requirements. So we go and we, and we lay the hands on and we pray. That's a New Testament command. It's a New Testament deal. That's not Old Testament. That's Jesus telling us to do this. Why would He tell us to do it? Because miracles are going to happen when we do it. But we have to start practicing our faith. We have to start making provisions for the Spirit and not for the flesh. Is what Jesus is getting at. Don't take these things that you could otherwise take, even though they were common sense items to take. He's saying ignore your common sense sometimes to leave the availability for the Spirit to come through and provide in a better way. A way that you're not familiar with and you can never predict. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to keep it under 10 minutes. I love you. I'm going to say a quick prayer. Father God, we know who you are and we've seen you move, so we do these things. We testify to your glory. We testify to your greatness. We testify to the mountains. We've seen you move. And we ask you to do it again and again and again. After all, that's what it is for. That's what the testimony is for, God. So we ask you to do it again. And when people hear this and when they try it and when they practice it, may you move on the first time. So they'll do it 100,000 more times in their day. God, that's 100,000 mountains that can be moved by one person's prayers. We know that nothing is discounted because you're boundless and you're limitless. I just thank you and I glorify your name. In Jesus' holy name, amen. I love you guys. Be blessed.